This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and an energy worker and a channel, and I combine all these things to help you understand your life and try to move through blocks and uh, teach you whatever tools you need to improve your human trip. Um, there's a lot of stuff at tdjacobs.com. I've spent years developing tools for healing, resolving, shifting, moving on from things, and it's time that you take advantage of these tools, uh, channeled audio, program crystals, books. What I want to do uh, today, um, hopefully it's kind of a brief one. I'm so Uranian that I try not to repeat myself a lot because I can't Honestly, I can't deal with hearing people repeat themselves. So I turn around and say, okay, well, how can I not do that? Because, wow, is that annoying. It's just because if I'm listening, I, I heard it. Now let's move on. And then I remember my mom, who um, spent years teaching in classrooms, would say stuff like, well, the average person needs to hear something five times before really getting it, before remembering it. I never understood this because, again, I'm very Uranian. But anyway, so what I'm going to say today is, you know, in some ways a little repetitive for stuff that I bring to you quite often, but it's important to remember, and so it needs to be said again. Um, I have recently done some stuff on social media um, and also a video on uh, regarding Jupiter in, in Scorpio. And uh, this is a 13-month transit from... Uh, what was it, October 10th, 2017 to November 8th, uh, 2018. And so it's just 13 months. It's not the biggest deal. And Jupiter transits don't build up so much steam that, you know, everything is always, you know, oh my God, the, the world changed. But what it does, because it, it, it brings this energy of bigness and this emphasis on exacerbating what is stuck so you can get rid of it and advance and expand through moving beyond limitation, the effect can be so um, major. And it went from Libra, which is let's try to get along. Let's learn about each other. Let's listen. And it went, you know, let's build bridges. It went from there into Scorpio, which is the deep psychological, spiritual, emotional um, locker under the bed where the monsters live and the dust bunnies that become animate and terrify your you and your nightmares. <laughs> so I'm having a good time. But um, it went into this sign of digging crap up. But it's digging crap up for you to feel it. So anyway, I'm doing a lot of talking about this stuff because a lot of us are not prepared for the heaviness and perhaps despair uh, hopelessness, nihilism, solipsism, grief that may come up because Jupiter is saying, look everybody, look everybody on Earth. I want to give you this great gift which is pushing the button of what hurts so you could move beyond it. Isn't that great? And everyone here is like, I can't believe I can't get over this feeling. Oh my God, I'm bitter. <laughs> I'm resentful. I'm jealous. I'm depressed. I want to kill myself. That's what I'm hearing from people. That's, you know, and we as a collective do not really know. Many of us have not been taught, say it that way, so we don't teach each other, how to deal with intense, disempowering feelings. Well, this is why I'm on Earth. I feel like, like not to be weird, <laughs> but I feel like um, 
the person who um, developed a bunch of like amazing umbrellas, and everyone looked at him and said, "What? What do you think the sky's falling?" And he's like, "Not yet." but I'm going to be prepared <laughs> when it does. And then suddenly things start falling out of the sky and everyone's like, oh shit, where's that umbrella guy? So I feel like this Jupiter and Scorpio year is my year because I've been developing tools for all these awful problems <laughs> forever. And I'm laughing because I'm having joy in connecting people with things that will help them and perspectives. And, and one of my jobs is to hold space during counseling and coaching and energy work channeling sessions for people to learn to become stronger, to witness what they're feeling, and then I'm holding space for that. So I'm, you know, I want people to be happier and healthier, but part of that is this Jupiter and Scorpio process exacerbating what, what the old wound, the fear that we have about ourselves, the despair, the hopelessness, the anger, the grief, the pain. So anyway, um, so if I laugh a lot during this MP3, it's not because I'm happy that people are suffering. It's because I'm having a lot of conversations with people that are that make me feel in my element. So I feel like it's my year. I am a Scorpio. So Jupiter coming to your sun sign can also give you kind of a boost of um, confidence or uh, um, vim and vigor. Anyway, so I am fe feeling that. But what I want to talk about is, um, oh, I'll tell you that there is a Jupiter in Scorpio MP3. It's about 70 minutes for 15 bucks on my Learn Astrology page on the, the bottom table, the Astrology MP3s. And that explains to you how I see the psychological themes of Jupiter and Scorpio. Jupiter transits in general, planets that travel through Scorpio in general, like what the Scorpio lens is about. And then also uh, most of that MP3 is a bunch of um, talking about psychological themes and how to deal with some of these emotional things. Um and the video I just did the other day is for the transit of Pluto through or, or Jupiter and Scorpio for the Pluto and Scorpio generation, um, which is like early 1984. What is it? 1984? No, it's like November of 1983, whatever, to uh, January of 1995 or something. But anyway, I put the dates in the video, but that's on YouTube, like 15 minutes, just talking about Jupiter pushing the button and what the Scorpionic wound is with Pluto. And how that generation, that subgeneration, astrologically, is learning to deal with intense emotions and may feel overwhelmed. So I'm hearing from people that they don't know how to deal with certain feelings. They don't know how to do that. Like I said, I've developed a lot of tools for that. But what I want to tell you tonight in this MP3, it's night here in Satan's Oven, Arizona, is some context on what's happening. And this is, it is a lot of repetition of things I've said elsewhere, but it may have been years since you've heard it, or maybe you're new to my sphere and you're just finding this MP3 and you haven't heard it before. Um, if you're older than six years old, <laughs> you've likely heard about 2012. Uh, and it was, we, you know, some people thought, or a lot of people expected it would be this, um, the end of something big or the beginning of something big or something. Nobody knew. And everyone was talking about it. I started, I started channeling everybody in New Age Metaphysical Circles. I started channeling about it in 2008 because I was asking the Ascended Master I work with, Jehuti, spelled D-J-E-H-U-T-Y. That's his chem, we would call Egyptian name, uh, his comedic name. Um, 
I started asking him what was going on in 2012, and he gave me this whole Chiron teaching that became a book and an audio course and this whole bit. Um, but the core of it was about learning to deal, learn, learning about ourselves as energetic beings, which is the next phase for human evolution regarding the evolution of consciousness. So you've already played out all your mind can do, basically, is what he's kind of implying. You, 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 you've, I say it this way, you haven't played it all out. You've, um, you've gotten a lot done with the mind alone. Great. You think you're reasonable and rational. Great. You're, you, you went through the age of enlightenment and you're all smart now. Perfect. Well, now you have to deal with your emotions, which are energy. You experience energy in the world around you and you are played as if a musical instrument, the music or the output being emotion. And that's how we affect each other. And that's how we are affected when we're around groups of people, even if they're not emoting. We feel energy, we respond with emotion. So that's kind of the core of the Chiron teaching. Chiron, this planetoid, the centaur, as energy antenna. So that's what the Chiron 2012 and the Aquarian Age teaching is all about. But what's something that's very important to realize about this this the phase we're in is that the end of the Mayan Long Count calendar is the organizing, it, it marks the end of the organizing and the um, revelation or uncovering, discovering of many tools to learn and deal with ourselves as energetic beings, to understand that we are not the narratives that our minds have developed about who we are. Meaning, and if you've been following my work and over the years, you've heard me and Jehudi say many, many times, you are not your history. You are not your biography. You are not what's happened to you. You are not your feelings. You are not your memories, and on and on and on. Saying you are consciousness that exists across time. You are you know, a soul having a human experience, learning what it means to be human on the fly, learning to make choices as you go, learning to go from fear into love. These are kinds of the main categories that, that I, he covers that I've been bringing through for years and, and doing what I can to, to spread around. At the end of the Mayan calendar, it's as if a bunch of tools were now manifest in the toolbox. Now, it also signaled this juncture point in the evolution of consciousness. So the tools are there. That sounds great, right? But now, I mean, who doesn't like tools, right? But also, simultaneously, your most difficult, unprocessed, emotional, consciousness, karmic, belief-oriented garbage for many lifetimes. Pain, fear, distrust, suspicion, resentment, feelings of betrayal, nihilism, depressiveness, suicidal ideation, all the things, all the terrible things. The most important of them, meaning the most tense, the most wound up, the most damaging to hold on to and to identify as or in, a, in alignment with, those things come to the surface for resolution because it is, and here's a truth about being human, being consciousness here, being, you know, soul living human lives, it is not in the natural order of things for you to retain tension, stress, pain, grief, the whole list of emotions. It is not in the natural order of things. 
So, as of October 28th, coincidentally, today's 29th of October 2017, six years and one day ago, October 28th, 2011, the end of the Mind Long Count calendar, two things happened to repeat. One is tools were now available, but individually, and then we, of course, we comprise collectives. Uh, we, co you know, we combine to, to make collectives. Um, your crap is up. The thing you most need to deal with, meaning the most painful thing, your big hurdle, your, you know, mountain that you have to climb, whether it's a molehill that you've made into a mountain or it's a real mountain, doesn't matter. You emotionally are stuck about something. You're stuck on some self-image, some thing, some idea of who you are based on what others have told you, what you've experienced, what they expected of you, what you expected of yourself but didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. The, uh, whatever it is. But you are encountering now the last six years the themes, the major themes you must confront in order to evolve beyond the limitations of your linear logical mind. Because it has become attached, it has attached its narrative to these biographical experiences and these self-judgments and judgments of others in an attempt to justify why pain happens or to explain it. So you think you are what's happened to you. You think you are the cause and effect thing. I did this and that's what happened. Uh, so obviously I made a mistake because the result was pain, grief, uh, being cheated, being dumped, dumping somebody else, lying, cheating, whatever it was. You believe who you are is the is those uh, or is is made up of those biographical details and those experiences and the memories and the judgments that go with them, the emotions. So it's not in the natural to rephrase here to reframe. It's not in the natural order of things for you to believe that you are a mistake you made a painful scenario you created or somebody seemed to lure you into, it is not in the natural order of things for you to retain tension and pain. So the last six years, your crap is up. That's my technical term for it. Your garbage, your, your karmic ball and chain, the the bag of rocks that, that are giving off this weird... Um, shitty odor. When you look in the bag, you're like, oh, you're overwhelmed by this rank smell, and you're like, how do rocks smell? I'll tell you, I was just in the garage, and rocks smell. <laughs> I was just working on pink opal, and there's dirt and dust, and the rocks themselves, the dust, it smells. Anyway, um, I've been putting off working with some onyx, raw, rough onyx pieces, because they smell, like the pink opal does, and different smell, but it's a similar thing, where tiger iron doesn't smell. It only smells like the oil of the saw on which it's cut. But anyway, yeah, the rocks stink. And um, so you are now acutely aware of the odor of your karmic balls and chains, your karmic baggage that needs, needs to go. So your challenge is to cease identifying as what has hurt you, to cease believing you are what you've done 
or believed or thought or experienced or what has been done to you or around you. That's your job. Now, then we kind of zoom back to 2017. On October 10th, Jupiter enters Scorpio. Whatever it is you have tried to suppress because you're ashamed or you're guilty or you're afraid of what you do, what you could do or who you might turn out to be. That if you, you might be afraid if you tap into a certain emotion that you'll do harm and damage. Well, it's not in the natural order of things for you to suppress any aspect of who you are. So this idea I'm having tonight, it's kind of trying to put it in context as a current event with Jupiter and Scorpio. But that's not the whole story. The whole story is, over the course of your multi-life journey, the records of which, by the way, are in your unconscious, in your energetic bodies, uh, your etheric bodies, you um, whatever's unresolved needs to get resolved. Now, certain people, or any, any given person, will have a certain constellation or grouping of themes. And that's where we pull, that's where I pull in uh, evolutionary astrology. That's where I pull in the astrology chart. Because it lays out what themes on your soul's path you are majoring in in this life and kind of where you are in the process of figuring that out and how you're doing with it and what blocks keep coming up. And the chart indicates those blocks in terms of what beliefs you have that keep you stuck. So it's no longer healthy for you to believe you are what has happened to you or what you have chosen. So that's the big theme. Uh, the next steps in human evolution are not um, chip implants in your brain so that you can get more efficient than even like one-click ordering on Amazon. <laughs> it's not... Um, you know, the next step in human evolution isn't, um, you know, <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even think of other stupid examples. But that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about science and technology. That's what our brains think evolution is all about. But the next step is you learning to deal with your emotions. You learning to deal with the content of what you feel, what you're actually feeling, but also learning to manage consciously and intentionally this feeling faculty. So it is not easy to deal with what parts of you instinctively want to repress. Because you're not trying to repress some part of you that giggles. You're, you're not inclined to repress a part of you that will stop to smell roses on the street. <laughs> and that's a, that's a cliche, but I do it. I do it all the time when I'm in a place on Earth. Lately, it's been Portland or Denver, uh, where there are actually flowers growing. <laughs> Get out of, like, Satan's oven. Um, but yeah, like, smelling them. Like, you don't suppress that. You don't, you don't try to hide that you love the way a rose smells. You don't, you don't hide the part of you. You're not inclined to, to be ashamed of 
the part of you that wants to compliment somebody or um, overcome an argument and make peace and get along or write something that makes you, that spurs your imagination or paint something. So, so it is admittedly difficult to deal with the parts of us. We do shame. We do hide. Yet every, this is the truth that's waiting for all of us. Every single human is capable of dealing with all these parts of self. You might know this from uh, religious teachings or, you know, highway to heaven. <laughs> but no, no, nothing comes to you that you can't handle. But you might not know you can handle it till it comes to you. I just feel like that's like a highway to heaven thing. I don't know. Anyway, um, you know, some people say life or God won't bring you more than you can handle. I think is how they say it. Um, it's true. You're on earth to learn how to be human, how to deal with emotions, how to deal with energies. Again, learning to intentionally manage yourself, consciously intentionally manage yourself as a consciousness, as an energetic being, which means it, it, it wholesale requires part and parcel, all wrapped up together, dealing with emotions. So, if you are one of the people who has said lately, in the last few weeks, I don't know how to deal with this. If you have said, this is too much. If you have said, oh my God, I'm going to get lost in this trash pile that's in my head and my heart. <laughs> you know, if you, if you have felt overwhelmed or that you would be overwhelmed if you actually dealt with things, I am here to tell you that you can handle it. Uh, somebody called me tonight. Uh, I don't want to talk about details, but somebody called me. I've never talked to her before. And she said, I, I, I first became aware of you through um, this year of astrology thing I did. I was a speaker. I did an online course, Pluto Generations course, uh, which actually I'm doing a Facebook Live video daily event for next week in early November. So you can um, find out about that on uh, my professional Facebook page, Evolutionary Astrology and Channeling with Tom Jacobs. But anyway, um, she said, I first came, became aware of you there, and then I was one of the 13 teachers for the year of astrology that's still going on. And she said, look, I'm just, I'm just kind of overwhelmed. I'm having a hard time. I'm feeling a little suicidal, and I knew you'd understand. And I talked to her, and I was like, keep breathing, get grounded. You're not alone. And I was, and I was saying to her, you are not what you're feeling, but you must hear what these parts are saying. So I'm saying to you, listener, whatever you're feeling is what part of you, whether it's from this life or another life, doesn't matter if it's in your field, it's relevant. Part of you is saying, I, I can't handle this. Meaning, I don't know how to walk into it and embody it and own it and witness it and, and I don't know how to suppress it anymore. So a lot of the people who are feeling suicidal are feeling painted into a corner because they they perceive or they fear they can no longer they can neither face it nor move through it. 
They can neither handle actually experiencing it nor moving through it, you know, so, um, or, or hiding it, either moving through it or hiding it. So, A, get grounded, A, get grounded, 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 grounded. This means, the, I mean, one tool for that is the free 13-minute grounding meditation that is linked from tdjacobs.com. When you go there, look for the green picture. It's a little forest path or a pathway through a forested area. Uh, and you can download it for free. It has a checkout dealio, so you have to put your email address so it can get delivered. But um, but it is free. Uh, you'll get charged $0.00. And um, that's the first step. That's a tool for it. But I want you to understand part of the grounding process is being willing to be in your body. That that's might sound like it's not even worth mentioning. But recognize that whatever you're storing that is now coming up, whatever has been suppressed, that's, that's been stuck, it's in your body. And to be in your body, you have to feel it. So being in your body means being willing to feel what needs to be witnessed. Part of you is saying, I am powerless, I am helpless, I am afraid, I am upset, I am damaged. That's a part of you. So, getting grounded, getting in your body, cords into the earth, which is a lot of what that grounding meditation is about. Doing that is incredibly important. In that process, you can actually choose to remember what you're feeling is not who you are. That's part of the grounding centering process. Often that takes some cultivation. So, to be fair, when you're spinning, or you're losing sleep, or you're really upset... Uh, you know, maybe you don't have enough distance to feel that it's not who you are, but you have to choose to remember that image. Part of me is speaking. Speaking through the emotion. Okay. Now, the grounding basic thing, willingness to be in the body, grounding MP3, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Also, pro energetically programmed Tiger Iron, which I offer through my site. It has some cool spheres up on tdjacobs.com now. Little 1.6 inch or 40 millimeter spheres. And that's programmed to pull energy down to your lower three chakras, which helps us be less afraid, less anxious, and again, supporting being in the body. Okay. I guess that's number two. Yeah. <laughs> number three, listening to these parts of you. Now, like I said, they are expressing feelings, so you are filled with feeling. Listen to what they're saying. And how you do that is you are actually feeling it. That's, that's part of it. But the other part of it is listening to why it's happening, what part of you believes is happening. So if some part of you says, like you're in the middle of feeling this despair, let's just say that. And it could be from any kind of scenario that might have come up in your life, but you feel overwhelmed right now and it's just you don't know what to do, you're despairing. I think that's where we get the word despair. It's from the verb despairing. Anyway, um, so let's say that you're just feeling that overwhelm and that despair. Ask yourself... Why? Now, you might have a sense of some event that has occurred, whether from this life or another life, that, that inspires this. But you might not. But what I'm saying is, give this part of you a chance to explain why. What we typically do is shame ourselves for having intense feelings. Think about that. I just... 
a little bit ago, I explained to you, the reason you're here, the reason your soul has bothered to incarnate here, is to learn how to deal with feelings. To learn, so that you learn about yourself and it can watch and check off its checklist. Oh, that's what it's like. Hmm. Curious. Uh, the, so soul can learn through you as you learn what it means to be consciousness, what it means to be an energetic being, which means emotions. So you are here to go through things like what you're going through. <laughs> okay. So part of you says, I feel despair, uh, oy vey, or woe is me. Pick your, pick your little colloquialism. And, and, uh, it's your job to listen to it. How can you become empowered right now? Get in your body, being willing to feel what you feel, and listen to what the part is expressing. In, you know, I, I give voice to it, and I ask clients, you know, I'll say, tell me what you're feeling, and or, or they'll usually volunteer it, so I, I'll actually rarely say, tell me what you're feeling. They say, this is what I'm feeling. And I will say, what makes you feel that way? I'll ask other questions like, um... What kind of person goes through what you're experiencing? Or what do you believe about you? What, what does it seem to mean about you that you've gone through this experience or you're having this issue? You're experiencing this pain. What does it seem to mean about you? Another angle is what kind of person gets put through this? So you go through these questions and I say to them, I do not want the spiritually savvy person who forked over money for this session to give me some considered answer like, well, I guess I'm learning something. My soul is having me here learning. No, 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 I want that. I want the petty, embarrassing thing that you're embarrassed to say. You have to hear what the part of you is saying. You have to hear it. So that part of you will say something like, I was doing this recently recently with a, a client who came to the workshop here in town, the Family of the Conspiracy of Love. And just to leave out details, because the, the content's like confidential in these workshops, but I just want to say that there was a moment when, and I've worked with her quite a bit in classes and in um, astrology classes as well as like subscriber stuff and uh, subscriber classes and, and some individual counseling over, over a couple of years. And I kind of led, and you can do this easier in a group setting when we're, you know, you have six or seven people focused on this shared goal. But I kind of led her into this place where this part of her was free to speak. This part of her knew the part that carries the petty, embarrassing thing was free to speak. And I was going to listen. And I was, there was no judgment. And it was a very vulnerable, tender thing because this was a part of her that had hidden because of feeling ashamed for whatever reasons I'm not going to go into. But it was like, 
this particular vocabulary came out, be, meaning like the part of her was like, this is what's happening. This is why I believe it's happening. This is why I believe it's happening to me. This is what I think it means about the world. And we want to get to that place. And if you're embarrassed, even better, because the part that stays under the surface because of shame and embarrassment needs to be heard. This is bringing light to the shadow. This is bringing love to conflict and tension and pain. Acceptance, validation. So, whatever it is you believe it means, we need to go there. You need to go there. I do the, I do work with people on this. You can call me. I do it all the time. And since, well, just before Jupiter went into Scorpio, I started doing a deal, uh, a deal on three hours of coaching sessions, and I eliminated the requirement you have a one-on-one -on -one reading first. So it's just much easier now to have like a series of three conversations for 300 bucks instead of 375 without the barrier of having to do a reading first. I'm going to continue that at least for a few more weeks. I, the deal has been, it's been through October and I said on November 1st, it would revert. But if this appeals to you, be in touch, you know, because I want to continue it because frankly, I'm having the opportunity to reach people and more people per week in a really deep way. And it's really making me feel good to be able to teach this stuff more and more and more, tailoring it to each person's issues, you know, like really getting into it and having that counseling thing. So I'm going to continue it. Um, so you can go to my consultations page and find out about that. Um, just scroll down. I think it's a third kind of category of, of the coaching thing, like sound bites at the top, soul journey soundbite, and then one-off consultations. And then the coaching is uh, toward the bottom. But, but, um, you have to hear what the part has to say. Like, like, in, like in my case, I'll use my example. Um, it's it would be easy to kind of get me to like if I get frustrated with something about the way things are working or something that's not happening that I want to have happen or something. It can be very easy for you to kind of pull out of me. I think something is unfair, right? Tom thinks something is unfair. Well, that's just a, frankly, kind of a generic thing, a generic statement that a lot of people could come up with. But the unique, um, how do you say this, so like details are embarrassing. Why I believe things are unfair. I We have to hear it. It has to get aired out. And I guarantee you, I would be embarrassed if you knew what the thought process was. And in my teaching, and sometimes on MP3s like this, and in intensives, I'll, I'll tell people what you know different things, and because I want them to understand that I can sit here and cogently describe this stuff for you. I can lead you into and out of your other life issues. I can do energy work and help you really transform beyond your perceived limitations. Blah blah blah. But when you get into my crap, when you know when I get in my crap, it's embarrassing, and I feel petty, and I'm. I feel small and I feel ashamed. And that is part of the human trip. Remember, as of the end of the Mayan calendar, the end of October 2011, your worst stuff is up for review. Well, mine too. And our worst stuff is stuff we're ashamed of or stuff we don't know how to deal with or stuff we're afraid to admit, we're afraid to feel, we're, we're afraid to witness and listen to. We, we, we don't know how to deal with it when it comes up in other people. When I do small group workshops and somebody's emotional thing kind of rushes to the surface, 
you can see most of the room kind of freeze. Now, other participants have gone through their own stuff too, but when you feel that thing and that other person rush to the surface, part of you isn't sure what to do. Well, here you are. You living your life, you don't know necessarily how to hold space for these parts of you, especially when they rush to the surface, and what they have to say is disempowering. So, number four, ah, you've been very patient with number three. With number four, kind of in this process, grounding, program crystals, right? The grounding meditation, program crystals, number three, listening to the parts, being feeling the things, going into the beliefs. Part four is knowing that's not who you are. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of simple. But knowing while you're feeling it, yeah, yeah, I feel this. I believe this. And remembering it's not the truth of who you are, and kind of 4B, 4 part B, is knowing that it's temporary. And these are the steps, and then you process things, you feel things, you get angry, you describe it, you make arguments, you try to justify your position, you you know, you argue with yourself, you fight, you fight with an angel, you fight with God, whatever. You argue with your partner who's trying to get you to see reason, and you're like, I'm just not reasonable right now. I guess that's that's my thing. Um, like, you know, your partner know, my partner knows I'm not arguing with her. I'm arguing with myself and what I'm holding on to. She just happens to be the foil or the, the reflector, the mirror in that moment. So, anyway, these are the kind of the four basic ideas on how to get into these parts and how to deal with them. If you know... If you know that it's temporary, and if you know, this is another part of number four, there's nothing wrong with the fact you're feeling it. You're not a bad person because you experience pain. You're not, you're not doing it wrong because you are experiencing emotions you might not be sure how to deal with yet. You're not doing it wrong if your trust was betrayed, if you were abused, if you mishandled a situation with another person, if you abused somebody else intentionally or unintentionally, if you borrowed that became stealing, if you lied, if someone lied to you and you were hurt. There's nothing wrong with you just because you exist, because you're human. These things are part of the human experience as souls dressed up as humans bounce off each other to learn. We need each other. And we need each other to reveal our shadow sides. And we need each other to go into pain so we can transform through compassion, acceptance, forgiveness, the benefit of the doubt, generosity, kindness, into love. So there are souls, this is kind of a, a major point, to get into here, this idea of there's nothing wrong with you because you experience pain. Well, in fact, there are souls running around on the planet, wrapped up with your soul in what is called by Jehudi and me. I honestly don't know who said it first. I think he said it first, but I kind of own it as if it's mine. Because <laughs> um, I can do that. <laughs> uh, uh, I can take credit for what the Ascended Master says. That's cool. Um and there's nothing wrong with me that I'm stealing, you know, I'm plagiarizing. You know. um, oh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, my God, I really forgot because I was enjoying that moment. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah, the conspiracy of love. 
That was the name of the workshop, the intensive we just did here in Tucson. Uh, family and the Conspiracy of Love. But more broadly, the Conspiracy of Love is about the souls who all love each other, giving each other, while they're humans, the chance to learn what it's like to be human, which means going into pain and fear, loss, tragedy, death, whatever, all these things, to come out of it, to transform through bringing love to all those pain frequencies. Becoming stronger by loving the shadow is the kind of context I'm talking about here. Bringing compassion to the parts of you who need to say life is unfair, God hates me, or I must be a shit because something terrible happened to me. So, um, yeah, so that's where we are. Other souls have agreed to hurt you so you can go into fear and transform out of it into love. And your soul, loving all other souls, has agreed to do the same for others. As we transform out of the victim-perpetrator paradigm, which assumes... Well, there's this thing about human justice, human constructs of justice, that are not mirrored spiritually. The relationships between souls do not mirror human conceptions of justice. One soul says, hey, uh, the image I always use, and I've said it so much lately, I'm kind of laughing at myself, but the, the image I often use is, in the cafeteria in heaven, between lives. Your soul raises its hand and says, "You know, is is anybody um, is anybody gonna like prepared to when I'm human ignore my uniqueness to the point that it makes me crazy and nuts and I think something's wrong with me?" And these other souls over in the corner are like, "Hey, we were just talking about doing that for somebody. Do you want to be in our family? Because the souls love each other." So you say, sure, thank you for being willing to cause me that grief and pain and heartache so that I can become the source of love for myself while human, the implication being, and thereby embodying the wisdom of soul, which is all loving, my true nature. And so the other souls say, hey, will you do this for us? Because we're kind of needing someone to point out to us when we're being deceptive. And you're like, yeah, I'll hurt you that way. I'll push the button that way. I'll hurt you. Because I love you so much. I want you, when you're human, to have all possible experiences, including all forms and varieties of going into fear so you can go into love. So you can choose to go into love. So the point is, when you get over this victim-perpetrator thing and you recognize that souls are loving each other through our mistreatment of each other, in order that each individual... This is big. This is big. You might want to write this down. <laughs> In order that each individual learns to transform out of pain and fear into love, that's the empowerment journey. If you study astrology with me, or if you come to the Pluto Intensive in February here in Tucson, a four-day healing thing where we're going to get into your Pluto, and I'm going to explain to you all the stuff about power and power under, power over, and how to overcome it and go through this personal transformation process of loving the shadow. We're going to do some deep intensive workshopping. Uh, that's February 8th through 11th here in Tucson. 
and it's open to six people, only six, all of these small group things. And uh, right now one spot's taken, so there are five open. So contact me or go to the healing courses page at ttjacobs.com to, uh, to see that. When you hear me talk about it in terms of Pluto, it's all about power over power, under abuse, disempowerment, grief, all, all these really intense things. But just in general, you are here to learn to go from fear into love by being the source of love for yourself, not looking for love elsewhere, not wandering, wandering around and saying, are you going to make me feel safe? Are you going to make me feel safe? Because my parents didn't, and my relationships don't do it, and my friends don't do it, my siblings don't do it. Are you going to make me feel safe? So, your own self-validation, your self-care, you seeing yourself, including all these shadows, that's the empowerment process. That is spiritual evolution. And so now to wrap it, to take us back to the beginning here, all this stuff is up for you, whatever it may be, because you need to resolve what disempowers you from many lifetimes, what keeps you from in many lifetimes from being and becoming the source of love for yourself. You need to confront the worst unresolved issues from a bunch of given lifetimes. It'll be like one major theme with a couple, you know, some different variants, but one major theme grief, loss, abuse, self-care, whatever it is, um, self-judgment, self-criticism, shame, guilt, self-doubt. These are kind of major categories of the disempowering stuff. You're here to learn how to process it. And at the end of the Mayan calendar six years ago, a doorway opened for the thing to come to the surface more directly. So like I said, you're going to be, you may be swept away by these feelings, and so you must go through those four steps, get grounded, etc., in order to, to develop some detachment so you are not seduced into believing that what you're feeling is who you are. Now, what you're feeling is based in, or shaped by experience, so therefore, you are not your biography and all those other things I said earlier. So whatever it is that's up for you that may be difficult, that may be up for you, that may be difficult, you can handle it. Yet, you must choose to face it. And you must decide that it is temporary, that it is not who you are, and that you are stronger than whatever pain and grief and fear may come up within you. Because as I said, it is time. Six years ago began a phase, and a new era. You're like, oh, it's 2017. Or your brain is like, oh yeah, 2012? Oh yeah, I think I heard about that. Oh yeah, something big was supposed to happen, but nothing did, so we just moved on. It's the beginning of an era, and we are in it. The other thing, when I sat down to record this, like 12 hours, I guess it was only 45 minutes ago, when I sat down to record this, what I wanted to also say to you, so I'll kind of use this as my wrap-up here, you have your own process, and your struggle within yourself may be to bring love to pain and fear, to become strong in the face of what you feel, to be willing to feel it, to be in your body, etc., 
I want you also, while you're doing that, to recognize that others have their own unique version of the same thing. So, you may find it hard to have compassion for yourself, but easy to have compassion for others. Use that, if that's true, use it to remember to also have compassion for yourself, no matter what it is you're feeling. So, you might be struggling with some shame or guilt or just self-judgment or feeling defeated or despair, blah, blah, blah. Something on the list. Something on the long list of disempowering things. <laughs> um, you might be dealing with yours. And you might, it might just be like this thing you can't crack. You just can't, you, maybe you just can't accept that you even have to do, you're having this dialogue and blah, blah, blah. You realize three hours go by, you miss an appointment, you didn't call your mom, whatever it was. That's what my thing is this week. Uh, my mom's kind of um, having a hard time and I, I'm trying to check in with her often on the phone, and I keep forgetting because I go into my little space where I'm trying to deal with my shit. Um, and she doesn't get it because she's dealing with her shit, and she doesn't have access to all the understanding that I'm explaining to you now. So it's like I'm trying to be there for her too while I'm trying to be there for myself. But anyway, if somebody else comes to you who just needs to be heard, and maybe you recognize you don't need to fix what the person's experiencing, but that person needs support. It is the same exact thing within you. So use this, you know, awareness of being kind to others in crisis or having a hard time. Use your ability to do that to to re- constantly remind yourself to also do it with yourself. In fact, to do it with and for yourself first. Very, 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 very important. Because, now that we have Jupiter and Scorpio for 13 months, it's um, easy to become a little solipsistic. This is a Scorpio thing. Plutonian Scorpio thing. It's easy to become a little involved in your own internal process while you're trying to work something out that you don't want to face, that's hard, some intense feeling, there's a lot of judgment about the intensity, You might be embarrassed about how petty you're feeling. I've been hearing that from clients too. Uh, You know, like like one person said, "Yeah, I'm just I'm feeling really jealous," and and I don't know if that's something that's always been with that person or not. But the point is, like, it seems like the person's like surprised because it might not be the norm. But anyway. Um, you know, just these different things. For some people, it's depressiveness. For some people, it's whatever, anger. And anger is always a response to pain, blah, blah, blah. Or jealousy, whatever, whatever it is. That thing that we seem that we can't let go of. Um, we can get stuck in and then lose time because we're trying to focus on it. And remember, the process of Scorpio is about digging until you get to the truth which can be a little obsessive. So anyway, I lose hours in the day and forget to call my mom, who's in a different time zone, so that's kind of why it matters. Um, Like, I'll remember, and it's my late afternoon, and it's too late to call her where she, you know what I mean? So um, get stuck in this little time loop of whatever you're feeling. So anyway, uh, just, just be good to yourself, and if you can't, notice when you're good to others 
just remember to be good to yourself. Do what you can to accept what you're experiencing. And again, this is really huge. I'm going to repeat it. There's nothing wrong with you that you're feeling what you're feeling. There's nothing wrong with you because you've had human experiences that have shaped you and left you feeling things. There's nothing wrong with you because you're alive. That's part of being alive. All right, I feel like I could just repeat myself forever. Uh, Thank you for listening. If I can be of help to you or teach you more of this for you individually, call me, email me, go to tdjacobs.com and check stuff out there and be in touch with questions. Don't don't send me 40,000 word like biographies and then ask a question at the very end, but if you're wondering what tool might be right for you or if working with me at all might be right for you, um, let's have a little dialogue. I'm happy to answer questions so you can get a feel for how I might address what you're working with. Anyway, uh, feel free to email or call. So um, get grounded, keep breathing, and be kind to yourself even as you listen to parts of you who may be flailing and freaking the shit out. It's temporary. Everything can be healed. Everything can be healed. Okay. Bye-bye.